Everybody blessed? You living good? All right, now we're going to talk about living God. We've been talking about the last few weeks of everything that we do here, we try to do it to promote family care, okay? And the problem is, uh, when I watched the news yesterday and all of the shootings before 4 o'clock, and there will always be nothing wrong with a preacher on there talking about where we need to know. If we don't start raising children in our homes, you're never going to solve the problem. You see, and so what's happening is we have a generation of young people who have not been raised like, and then one of the things that hurts us, now just some of you, I don't know about how you are, we, there's a, there's a thing called old school, when new school ain't working, we may want to go back to old school, yeah, and remember, Old school now, my 77 years being on here, so I've raised kids, is the only drug we done with our children is we drug them to church. You see what I'm saying? And that's what we're doing. And you all just got children back there in the back. Those kids are coming up. They'll come up to me, some of them, and show me what they've gotten. And so they have been, they're getting taught here. You see, whether you like it or not, if you don't get them here, you can't raise a teenager. That, that ain't working. They, they've got to get it where it's at. Now, what we want to do is we want to talk about agape. Remember that we talked about the four types of love, but we're, we're dealing with agape today. That's what's been lost. There used to time, and I came from a small town, okay? In the small towns with the people really they were called a community. And, and uh, in the summertime, you know, somebody had too many tomatoes, they'd bring them, and, and we got too many, or cucumbers, or whatever it was. But it was a community, and the community, everybody supported one another, right? And uh, it was, you didn't act up like they do today because the parents will go off on you. You didn't want to act up because Everybody in the community was a parent, the ones you trusted. So because there was a different type of love. There was a love that people had for one another that we don't have today. You know, and I'm going to say this is going to be very controversial here. Uh, when I look at, it's like a genocide. Y'all know what that is, okay? Now I'm talking to one race of, we're not going to have any men left, African Americans. The way we're getting rich, shooting and killing and all this, and everybody's trying to find a solution. The solution is in the gospel. Amen. Do you understand? Unfortunately, right now, we had Stokey Carmichael, uh, Dr. King, Elvis Cleaver. We had all these leaders. We don't have any now. Okay? And so what we've got to do is when something ain't working, you need to change. Well, let's, we don't need to change in here. How many of you love God? Amen. He loves you, right? Amen. But how many, here's what we're going to do. is uh, The scripture says to us, if you remember the last few weeks, it says that we ask God to pour love into our hearts. We ask the Holy Spirit to pour love into our hearts. 
That'll stop the, debate, the divorce rate sky high. We know that in the church as much as it is outside the church. You see? So let's talk about this a little bit today. The most powerful thing other than salvation, say that, other than salvation, okay, is how you live your life, and that is a God life. Some people live a good life, okay, but it's not a God life because we think a good life is about stuff. Yeah, but a God life is different because a God life is when you have a lot of stuff, then you help other people get to where you are. See, right? Do you understand? So we're going to, first of all, I'm going to go over agape again, and we're going to talk about some churches put too much, and look at me, and you got to know what I'm talking about. Some churches put too much on spiritual gifts. I came out of a church that, that they worked a lot on the spiritual gifts, okay? Well, the gifts are meaningless unless you have love behind it. Do you, whether, whether you all know it or not, there are peep, pastors and deacons and preachers and missionaries that are doing it for the name and not for the people. Jesus was with the disciples, and he turned to Peter and said, Peter, you love me? Peter said, yes, Lord. Went again said, Peter, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord. He asked him a third time, Peter, do you love me? And he says, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And then guess what Jesus told him to do? Well, then go feed my sheep. Because love is an action word. Love is a behavior. And we're going to talk about, because we want this church over here to be a loving church. We don't want to lose any of our people. You know, we don't want any of our young people getting into abusive relationships. Amen? Y'all got daughters and granddaughters and sons. So, so we, they won't know the difference between the four different loves because you can have them all, need them all, unless who teaches them. The Bible says that my people perish, Hosea, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Another version says my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. So we want to get the knowledge. And here's how I do it. This is from the, the Gospel of Johnny Fields. Here's how my prayer is, God, I'm reading, studying, I'm going to get this knowledge, and I'm searching for knowledge. And when I gain knowledge, I pray to God, give me the wisdom to put the knowledge in the areas of my life where it's most needed. Because like it or not, you never, you never arrived. It's always work that has to be done. And so when we talk about agape, say agape. Agape. Go ahead. So again, from last week, agape is the highest form of love. The agape is the highest form of love. You remember the mother three had stuff to do with other stuff. I'm talking about the highest form of love. And is the love of God for man and of man for God. So I'm supposed to love man like God loved man. And don't get confused with like. I keep telling y'all. People are thinking they got to like folks. You ain't got to like everybody. Come on here. He said, love folks. You, if, and if you're a true Christian, you're going to love some folks you don't like. All right? Because like is a personality thing. And some people's personalities don't fit. All right? But love that brother. Love that sister. Never to go to dinner with him, but love that brother. Because we don't fit. Okay, here we go. Agape is also a universal, unconditional love it's that transcends and persists regardless of circumstances. So no matter what the circumstance is, guess what? This is a universal love. See, this is, see, 
there was a little Chinese girl ran into the house and told her mother, Mother, I saw God, I saw God. And the mother asked her what he looked like. And she said his eyes were slanted just like mine. Are you with me? It's universal. You don't get to pick who, who, who. Only thing you're supposed to do is love. God will take care of all that other stuff. You understand what I'm saying? And we got that, and we got that, and the church is the worst about it. They want folks to already be saved for to come into church. That'd be like a hospital wanting no sick people. Are you with me? All right, here we go. It is also seeking the best for others. Seeking the, the best for others. All right. right. That's the, just think. If you truly love, you're seeking the best for others. Wouldn't that be something if that was in every household? All right. An unselfish love, giving aid, generosity, and helpfulness toward the needy or suffering. And instead of making fun of, holy, uh, of homeless people, do something. Help somebody. Feed somebody. And everybody's got this. I don't know what they're going to do with my money. Well, put it in the Salvation Army. They do a good job. Send it to one of the um, other areas. We do here through, the, there's a fund called the Bill Allen uh, Chet Fields Fund. You all know that. We need to do another family thing to that. We do a couple of things that we sit uh, every month to the, I can't think, Ronald McDonald's. We fed uh, the uh, uh, homeless shelter. We've done all those kind of things. So if any of y'all want to know what it's about, uh, you can look on the, I don't know if it's on the website or not, but it's about helping another. And so it's helping toward our needy and suffering. Love is strong. Love waits to help. When we went to Clay Como, some of you all were in the church in Clay Como, right? And uh, it was been 20 years ago, or it'd be longer 20 years ago, because we were there a while. So it was there a long time. So when we moved over there, uh, the people in the neighborhood called one of their representatives of that neighborhood uh, to come and talk to them, and they all got together. And they said to her, there is a in-church moving over here in this neighborhood. Oh, yeah, y'all know how folks are. <laughs> Don't act like you've never heard that. But anyway, <laughs> yes, and so listen to where I'm going with this. That's what was said. And uh, he's married to a white woman, so that really upset him. And that was Tony D, my assistant, who was. And she let him talk. Brother Jason, she let him talk and says, all right, y'all done? His name is Johnny Fields. And he's one of the greatest people you ever meet. And he's my son's godfather. Hold on here. And so we got along at the bank, didn't know that she was on the board. Okay, I'd coached her son and been around. All right, didn't notice she was on the board. We get a call from the bank. We're talking about love and action, saying that you don't have a payment for two years, and that's a big payment. Amen. That is love, because her son loved Coach Fields, and so she did because her son became successful. So, see, love is an action word. See, you don't know some further on down the road what you've done here, how it's going to affect down here. Do you understand? So we want to make sure that we understand 
how powerful love is. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, this is what he's talking about. And he says, if I don't have love, I ain't got nothing. I'll let her read that in a minute. Because some people take pride in churches about speaking in tongues. But Paul, this is Paul writing, not me. What did Paul say about that? Go ahead and read, please. Yes, so again, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love for others growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, just an annoying distraction. He said, all I am is a, making a bunch of noise. He said, don't care about, he says, he don't care about that. He don't care about how eloquent you speak. What you speaking in? He said, some folks are just a bunch of noise. All right? So he was talking gifts here because folks, church are built too much on gifts. We need to start giving back to love. Okay? Nothing wrong with the gifts. You see, because if people got the gifts, they don't have love behind it. They want something from it. When I tell people in counseling sessions with young people, I tell them, here's how, you, here's how your life will be better. Don't get around people that need something from you. You see? Love will tell you when to give and when not to give. Because many times, you know, we were all over here, ain't we? Many times young girls fall into this thing. Young men have used it. Most of us men in here have used it. We ain't lying. If you love me, you'll do this. Isn't that right? And they get caught up in it. Don't try to act like it cracks me up. <laughs> Folks are like, yeah, you did. You used it. You, you see? And I used it. I had a recorder. I could hit it. Bam. If you love me, you'll do this. You'll need to teach your daughters to say, yeah, if you love me, you won't ask me for this. Right? Teach your sons, don't ask for nothing that doesn't belong to you. Love, real love doesn't ask for anything that doesn't belong to you. Real love will not hurt you or wound you or bruise you in any kind of way. So we got to know that. We got to know that. Some of you all sitting up here, you might want to check who you're sitting beside or who you are. Because we're going to get it right. All right? Then he says, if I have the gift of prophecy and speak a new message from God to the people. Now, that's a powerful thing. I came out of a church where we breathed in prophecy. That's a powerful gift, and it's a great gift. Okay? And understand all mysteries. And, and if I was a wise person that understood all mysteries. Mm -hmm. And possesses all knowledge. Got my doctor's degree. And if I have all sufficient faith. And got some tremendous faith that can move mountains. That's right. But do not have love reaching out to others. I am nothing. He said, I can have all this other stuff. I'm nothing. He, I like that. He said, I can get up and, 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 and tell people about all of my degrees. I can get up and do all and use all this big language. He says, but I ain't nothing if I ain't got love behind it. That's right. You see, and a lot of times, listen to me very carefully, in the position I'm at, pastors think they got to be careful because they won't offend anybody. How are you going to go to church and not be offended? In this, I'm offended I have to say it, less alone. Yeah, you, you, you see what I'm saying? They'll love their position or their title more than their, their calling 
behind it. All right? Okay. Am I doing all right? Yes. I'm taking my time because we want to be a loving church. Yes. We can't be a loving church until we ask God to pour love in our hearts because it's a heart thing. Some people have a mind. It gets in their mind, their mouth, but it's not in their heart. You know, and how many times the only people to say amen that know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about me, I can say amen when I get through. How many times have I really lied and used that word love? Many times. And guess what? It's my fault, partially, but I wasn't taught that. Let me tell you something. I grew up in a home with my stepfather and my mother and have never, ever, by anybody, told me they love me. So when you grow up like that, when you grow up like that, you think that's the way it's supposed to be. Right? Okay. And in verse 3, he states, If I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, well, that's deep. but do not have love, it does me no good at all. So it doesn't matter. So you can sacrifice your life, but you don't have love, it don't matter. This is the Bible talking to us. We're going after things the wrong way. You see, we, going, we need to have love. We ask, ask God to pour your love in my heart. You see, when you get... Uh, uh, a calling. They say, a lot of people will say, you know, pastor, I got a calling. And y'all know, y'all's pastors say, called what? <laughs> yeah, because I've seen some folks that said they got a calling that Satan really put it in their head to call them because they came into the church and became a distraction. You see? And one person came to me years ago and said, pastor, I got a calling. And I think they wanted me to order and said, no. God would tell me before he tell you. And I ain't laying no hands, no Bible, nothing on you till he tell me. You see, because I don't know who called you. You see, and the Holy Spirit's going to have to reveal to me that this is a true calling. Are you with me? You see? So we need to do that. In everything, we need to, first of all, ask the, the person, how much love do you have in your heart? When did God pour love into your heart? When did you get rid of that old man or that old woman and all things become new? When you do that, the old things pass away and all things become new. That means that now that I have love in my heart, those old things pass away and I look at people in a new way. Okay? All right? So now we're going to get more of a definition on love here. Love endures. Now here's the key. Love endures. It endures. It, I mean, you all know what that is. It endures. And I use it all the time. Some of you all are sitting beside your, 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 your spouses, or, and you're sitting there. Love endures. That means, now, if you got this, you can do the better or worse. Because it says it endures. If the Bible says, Lord, the, uh, uh, the word love means to endure, that means you're going to go through something. We go to church and want everything to be okay. But it's never always going to be okay. There's going to have to be some things that we have to endure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? It's sickness. Amen. You see, a lot of things can happen that we got to endure. Amen. All right? And endure with patience and serenity. And endure with patience and serenity. Sometimes you just got to be patient. Just be patient. That's 
Okay? Love is kind and thoughtful. Now, here's the big one. I notice in all y'all's home, love is kind and thoughtful. Kind and thoughtful. You see, that don't mean you have to agree with anybody. You can disagree with a person and still be kind and thoughtful. Isn't that right? Uh, here we go. Love is not jealous or envious. And I think jealousy is one of the most pettiest spirits you can have because when you're jealous of another person, that means you're lacking in yourself. Love is not jealous or envious. Why would you be? I wouldn't. Let me say, let me give a big pass. I would never want to be T.G. Jakes. Okay? Can you imagine dealing with all that stuff you got to deal with? Getting on planes, far, flying all over the country? As far as I go, it's Chicago. <laughs> you say, right, spending in hotel rooms, doing all this stuff, working. To, no, that ain't, that ain't me. You see? But where I'm at now, I'm at a perfect place for me. Because listen to me, love endures. And when love endures, then you have to be uh, in a family and care about people. You see, some of you have children that are, they, they could be shaky. You done done everything you can, but you have to endure because you don't know when the prodigal daughter is going to come back home. The prodigal son's going to come back home. Jesus done that in the parable, okay? Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. And love doesn't brag and it's not proud or arrogant. Why could, how, I'm a loving man. You are a loving people. How can you love about your accomplishments because you know who's behind them anyway? Right? Who gave you your talent? Who gave you your abilities? So what you got to be proud about? Only thing you got to be proud about is being a child of God. He's the one that's giving you these things. You see, remember I told you all, and I was telling you all, I live like a millionaire. And some of you all figured it out. You say, oh, he's right, I live like a millionaire. You got a nice home, a home, you got a car, you got food, you got shelter, you got clothes. You're living like a millionaire. Only thing for him is his house is just bigger. A lot of them unhappy, but you see, you understand where I'm coming from? All right. So next time you think of something, and you see something, I'm telling you all, especially you people that's got kids and, and spouses and all that, you might want to put some love in there. Amen. Amen. When you going to get yourself together? That ain't, no, that ain't, that ain't what it's about. I'll be here when you get yourself together. Okay, here we go. And in verse 5, it is not rude. Uh-huh. It is not self-seeking. It's not self-seeking. Okay. It is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. And I hate to even deal with this one word. The worst thing is an oversensitive man. There ain't nothing more weak than an oversensitive man. You see? No. When you tell them something or chastise, they fall apart. I ain't listening to you. It's oversensitive. Some, yes, and that's bad for a man. It's bad for a woman, too. It's bad for a man. Quit being oversensitive. A person that can't be chastised will never make it. Not in this, not in this book. Yeah. Quit being oversensitive. You see? Some, some uh, Sister Gwen will ask me uh, questions sometimes. How does this look? 
I don't have to, she's not oversensitive. I said, nah, you don't put that on. Put that one back. Some women say, well, I, I think it looks good. What'd you ask me for? <laughs> huh? Yeah. You understand? Because they're oversensitive. You understand what I'm saying? And you can say things that make people upset. Quit being oversensitive. It'll be okay. All right? You see? Don't get upset when someone says something about you that they don't like. Don't get oversensitive. Guess what I figured it out? And I can say this. I'm not oversensitive when somebody says something about me. Ask me why. Because I feel the same way about some folks. <laughs> you see? I'm, I love them, but boy, I'm not oversensitive. Because you know what they're going to do and how they're going to do it, right? So we're not going to be oversensitive in here. Read that again. That's you women also. Quit being oversensitive. There's going to be some people that look better than you. Okay? Nails are going to be better than your nails. But they may be going home to hell. So don't be oversensitive about what you see somebody else do. Because you don't know the story behind it. You see? Don't be oversensitive. And sometimes people need to just get it off. Just sit there and listen when they get off. You done? Are you all right now? All right, let's go. You understand what I'm saying? So we ain't, and so men, there's some of you in here, quit. There's a thing about oversensitive people, they're really loud, okay? My uncle, who was a gangster type guy, used to say, now, here's how you, you can identify people. The one that's the loudest is the weakest. The one that's the loudest is the weakest because they're trying to prove a point with their mouth. Said, you watch that one over there ain't saying nothing. Quit being oversensitive. We don't, we don't tolerate that in here. If it don't look good, it don't look good. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so again, love is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. And easily angered. Right. Angered about what? A while ago, out there, one of the young ladies came in and that gate was flying back and forth. So I told one of the security people to go back there. Then he came in to get something else. And I said, no, go put a brick out there, a rock out there. You see? And, and he was getting ready to get one in the front. I said, no. We said, you don't get one over here where nobody can see it. He could have gotten mad. You're telling me, well, you want me to get a rock? You have to get the rock out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oversensitive. You see, I don't know if Isaac has that problem with his group or not. But you see, a lot of people could. I know Isaac. A lot of people couldn't deal with him because he wants things done, boom, 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 you see? So if he tells you he's not on the note, get on the note, you ain't on the note. Don't be oversensitive. If be oversensitive, he won't say nothing to you and you'll sound like a, a squealing duck or something, right? All right, never be oversensitive, all right? I'm a no-nonsense guy. I'm a no-nonsense guy, I ne and my family tell you, dad or grandfather John, I don't like repeating myself at all. So when I talk to somebody, I'm gonna look at them right in the eye, there's no way that you don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so if you're oversensitive, you need to say, pastor, don't talk to me, and I say, don't call me. <laughs> because I don't, no, no, I don't have time 
to pat you on the back and, and no, you call me, I'm gonna tell you, don't be oversensitive. And some people don't call me because they're oversensitive. I know what they're gonna say, no, you know. Don't be oversensitive. So we got that? Get that in check in here, all right? And you know who I'm talking to. There's a bunch of you in here. Quit it. All right. It does not take into count a wrong endured. And quit trying to keep in town who's done wrong to you. You know, how many people have people done wrong to you? Amen. Go ahead. Now, guess how crazy that you were. They couldn't have been doing wrong to you if you put them in there. You put them there. Yeah, you pick. There was a, a man that was walking, and as he was walking, he saw this snake, and the snake was broken. Man, he picked it up, took it, and nursed it back. Got that snake nursed back, was getting ready to take it to the woods. Before he got in it, the snake bit him. And he asked the snake, why'd you bite me? He said, you know I was a snake when you picked me up. <laughs> so some of that stuff that you all are dealing with is stuff you brought in your life. You see? You see? You see? Because God won't put no snake in your life that'll bite you. All right. Am I doing all right? And one of the things about church folks, see, church folks like somebody to preach to them. They don't want to teach them. They want somebody to preach. They want to hear about Moses and Ezekiel saw a wheel in the middle of a wheel and you know, all that. But when the pastor's getting up here talking about, I got bit by the snake that I put in my lap. All right. Pastor up here telling me I got to love my sister-in-law. My mother-in-law. Yeah, he didn't think he had to go to dinner, but love him. Because some people are not likable. But you can love them and put them in a loving place. Don't put them in a liking place. Thank you. Verse 5 from The Voice puts it this way. It's never rude, crude, or indecent. That's what love never, never rude. Self-seeking or indecent. And it's not self-absorbed. It's not what? It's not self-absorbed. Love isn't easily upset. Love, Love, hold it. Love is not easily what? Easily upset. Yeah. What are you upset about? How in the world, I'm just going to talk a couple because it's easy. Can Sister Gwen and I believe in the same thing? Why would I be upset because she looked at something different than me? I remember one time, we had a good time. She voted for... Um, I've done the peanut man, what's his name? For president. Jimmy Carter, and she voted for, Re- not Reagan. I can't think of his name. You all didn't, you didn't take the history class. But anyway, <laughs> Ford. All right? And I, was, I voted for, uh, for uh, my man because he was a digging in his church. Yeah. Great guy. One of the worst presidents we ever had. <laughs> you know, Ford pulled this country together when Nixon acted up got put out. You see what I'm talking about? It ain't about a Democrat, it ain't about a Republican, it's about the man. And she was really right. Here we go. You love me? Yes. I love you too. That's why I do it this way. If I didn't love you, I'd talk about Prosperity. <laughs> yeah. 
If I, if I didn't love you, I'd tell y'all, I'm going to get some hanky cheese and bless you, and you can get one for $25.50. The one got what it is, you got to love you. But because I love you, keep your handkerchief and use faith, and it'll get you everything you want to get with. You see? Yes. I almost went in a different direction. Keep getting me going. Verse 6. It does not rejoice at injustice. It doesn't rejoice in injustice. But rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. Just deal with the truth, people. When it's revealed to deal with the truth, truth. it was my fault. I put my money invested wrong. It had nothing to do with this. I did, it's on me. Uh, one of our young men, Damien, came up. I'll never forget it. When he came back to church, he stood right up here in front of everybody in the church and said, this is on me. Didn't blame nobody else. This is on me. Okay? That's what we wanted here. Where am I at? Verse 7. Okay. Love bears all things regardless of what comes. It, no matter what comes. Love will take you through. The love of God and the love of people will take you, will take you through. You understand? All right. And believes all things looking for the best in each one. When is the time you look for the best in the people around you? Don't look for the worst. Look for the best. I'm going to tell you something you've never been told before. There's good in everybody. Look for the good. You see? Some people have a reason to be angry. Listen to their story. Listen to their story. All right? Hopes all things remaining steadfast during difficult times. You got to remain steadfast in difficult times. You got to remain steadfast in difficult times. You're going to have some difficult times in life. Remain steadfast in difficult times. You see, people are asking me all the time, how you doing, Pastor? You, you all know this is, we're getting ready to go to round six, y'all. We're out of five. We're getting ready to go to round six. And I went to the, my oncologist, and he went crazy because they hadn't called me and back and forth. And he said, wait a minute, right in the office. I'm one of his favorite people. He wouldn't got that person chewed him out. I didn't get a shot I was supposed to get a month ago. He had everything done in a day. And he said, Johnny, I can't use the terminology. What we're going to do is the tumor in, in your spine has eaten away too much of the spine. What we're going to do is we're going to micro, microwave. That's what they call it now. You look at when you get, it's called microwave? Microwave to kill the tumor. And then when they get through that, they're going to put some cement. I'll be weighing more. They're going to put some <laughs> cement in my spine. It'll be less, this week coming or the next week. They're going to put cement there, and then after they get through with that, then they're going to do the radiation. Now, do I look like somebody that's really upset? And, no. So, I, I, I'm a good actor, but I ain't that good. No, because faith has told me, the word of God has told me that through, sometimes you're going to go through some things, but be steadfast. You see? I love God as long as I'm loving God. I trust him. And my love in him is okay because any position or circumstance I'm in, he's wanting me to get the lesson or some people around me to get the lesson. You understand? How can, yeah, we're going to round six. I, uh, I, I tell uh, Jason all the time, there's 12 rounds. There's five, now I'm in the six. 
That means I got six more to go in a championship fight. You see? You understand what I'm talking about? And I'm standing here with no side effects ever, 26 years. You know why? Because there's some people in this church have faith and they love their pastor and they've been praying for their pastor. Yeah. Sincere, sincere prayers have viewed this. So sometimes I'll say this, I'm, I'm faith enough to, sometimes people live on the faith of other folk that love them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Remember I told you all that uh, Jesus told Peter or one of John, he says, I'm just Peter, said, I'm going to pray that your faith fell if you're not. I got people in this church praying that my faith fell if me not. How can I not be victorious? Do you understand what I'm talking about? That's what we do for each other in the body of Christ. We don't criticize anybody up in here. We pray for folks up in here because we love folks. Guess what? The worst person, I don't know who it is, might be me. Worst person up in here, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Who shall ever believe in him shall what? But have what? So if he's got that kind of love for me, then the least I can do is love this brother over here that runs off the mouth all the time. Even the one that's... Go ahead, read. At the end of verse 7, love (laughs) endures all things without weakening. Without weakening. My faith is never weakened. Love won't weaken. Come on, people. Go ahead and read it. Love never fails. Never, never fails. Fades Love. nor ends. It never fails. It never fades or ends. And then he gets to talking about. I'm gonna do it myself. Then he gets to talking about the gifts, and he talks about knowledge, and he talks about all these other things that we depend on, that we think is good, that's going to fail us. Mm-hmm. But he says love won't fail us. And then we get down to eleven, because I don't. I don't want to be too long. Go ahead, eleven. When I was a child. All right, gentlemen. When I was a child, this is Paul talking, and he ain't talking about a 10-year-old, he's talking about a grown man. He said, when I was a grown man, I was a child. I spoke, thought, and reasoned like a child. And I had childlike ways. He said, like we all do, we got to come out of that, grow up. You see, you need to grow up. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. It's time for us to get out of our childish ways. Ladies and gentlemen, get out of your childish ways. But he said, but when I became a man, I left my childish ways behind. It's time for us to become men and women and get rid of that childish stuff. Leave it behind. Get get that old thing that I got to protect myself. There are people that you talk to. They don't get the whole lesson. I got some I've talked to. They're so busy thinking what they want to say to me that they miss the whole lesson. That's like a child. In the old days, you know what he say down there? My mother would say, are you listening to me? Yes, mama. Do you hear me? You see? And you all know what happened if you've done it again. But <laughs> Let's go from the passion, just the end of that. And it says, the day came when I matured and set aside my childish you said, ways. The day came when I, I grew up mm-hmm. and I put away those childish things. We can do the rest of these. We can do these. I'm going to do them because I want to make sure. Y'all want to hurry? No's an answer. All right. You see, I, well, don't be childish up in here. That's right. I got to go to McDonald's, Kentucky mm-hmm. Fried Chicken. That's a childish thing. No, you want the real meat. So I want to do I want to do this leavens. From the boys? Yes, every one of them. When I was a child, 
I spoke, thought, and reasoned in childlike ways as we all do. Keep going. But when I became a man, I left my childish ways behind. When I became a man, when I became a woman, I left those childish ways behind me. It's time to get rid of all those childish ways we got in. Come on, people. That's right. For now, in this time of imperfection, we see in a mirror dimly a blurred reflection, a riddle, an enigma. But then, when the time of perfection comes, we will see reality face see, to face. One of these days, you're going to grow up, and you're going to look in that mirror, and you're going to see reality. I'm using four different points, so you all, you theologians here, hear where I'm coming from. You're going to see reality. You see, because Gwen was always wrong. Until I looked in the mirror, the spiritual mirror, and the spirit said, you need to look at reality, dude. You the problem. Some people can't handle reality. Like this message is for some folk in here. You ain't here because you just thought you come to church today. Everybody tell me, I believe in God. We believe in God. He's directing your path. <laughs> He's got it where we want it to be. Amen. So he's talking to all of us. Amen. We need to grow up. Amen. All right? Then he says, now I know in part, just in fragments, but then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known by God. Yeah, God's going to let me know who I really am. You want to know who you really are? I'll tell you to do it. Get down on your knees, start praying, then go in the bathroom, look in the mirror. Amen. And he'll show you who you are. All right, well, and happy. now from the passion. Thank you. We're gonna we're gonna be okay, okay? Yes. All right. When I was a child, I spoke as a, I spoke about childish matters. There are some conversations that goes on in households shouldn't even be brought up. That's a childish matter. That's right. All right. For I saw things like a child and reasoned like a child. He said I saw things like a child and I reasoned like a child. Coach Ventura, my football coach, told a story once. He was married for years, okay, until he passed away. But he told this story. He hated mashed potatoes. And he had been married 15 years, and his wife didn't know that he hated mashed potatoes. Because he said it wasn't that important. Y'all thinking it. I ain't even got to say it. Keep going. But the day came when I matured and set aside my childish ways. But the day came when I matured and set away my childish ways. Mm -hmm. It ain't got to be my way. I, a child can't share. I can share. I want to do more for my wife than she does for me. She wants to do more for me than I do for her. Children, childish ways, it's all about me. No, it's all about that other person. You love your children? Then you don't want them to be where you came from. You love them enough to sacrifice for them. Love makes sacrifices. All right? Keep going. For now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries as though reflected in a mirror. That's me. But one day we will see face to face. I saw that. My understanding is incomplete now, but one day I will understand everything. Some of the things in my life, I didn't understand what they were. They're incomplete. But one of these days, I'll understand it. And there's some people who's going to agree with me. 
There are some things that happen to you in your life. I'm not going to look at anybody because I think I'm talking to you. There are some things that happen in your life, and you've questioned God. Why did this happen to me? You may not understand it now. The old folks say, by and by, we'll understand it after a while. Because some people have to go through certain things so they can be a commentary to help somebody else not to go through those things or help somebody that's still sunk in that to, to come up out of that. Yes. And I'll use her because I used it before. Some of you all that haven't bought Frida's book, you need to read her book. Because her book is where some people are living now. And that book will teach you how to be a better parent so that you don't go through what she went through. Face it. Face it. Brother DJ will tell you some things about himself, about the drug thing. He does it in all his sermons. Some people need to know that. You see, Sister Ursha can tell you how it is to lose a child. So some of these things people have went through, God has put them there, but we won't understand it until we get there. You see, some people's misfortune has became somebody else's fortune because they've told them how to get there. Because the best place to tell you, first person to tell you how to win is a loser. Because a loser can tell you how he lost. You see, can I say it? Somebody that's got married too soon and got a divorce can tell you the mistakes they made. Somebody that got in a bad session of marriage can tell you the mistake they made. They may say, I thought I was in love, but I might have been in love, but I didn't have this kind of love back, but I was disobedient because I was a Christian in the church and I got unequally yoked. I knew I would get no amens off that one. All right? Verse 13. Here we go. Now three remain. Faith, the abiding, trusting in God and his promises. Get, who, do you, who are you trusting in? Who are you trusting in? And his? Promises. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, I come to give you life and life more abundant. If you're not living life more abundant, there's something wrong with you, not him. That's his promise. Okay? And hope. That confident expectation of eternal salvation. Thank God for eternal salvation. I'm moving fast. Love, the unselfish love for others growing out of God's love for Un me. Unselfish love mm -hmm. grows out of your heart yes. to help others. Yes. These three, the choicest graces, but the greatest of these is love. The greatest is love. And we go from the message. But for right now, until that completeness. Is that right? Yes. Right now. Hear me very carefully. She reads that. Think about what I'm think about what we're getting here. Go ahead. Until that completeness, we have three things to do lead us toward that consumption. Trust steadily in God. Trust who? Steadily in God. Trust who? God. Trust who? God. All right, here we go. Hope unswervingly. Hope on what? Swervingly. Keep going. Love extravagantly. Wow. And the best of these three is love. It's love. Okay. Love is it. And you say, Pastor, I just have a hard time loving. You know why that is? Maybe you don't love yourself enough. You see? 
there's one scripture, and people, you know, I, I'm a joke, I do a lot of fun type things, but, and I do this and you laugh, I laugh. You all are the best, y'all are blessed in this church. Because the Bible says, love your neighbor yourself. And I love me some Johnny Fields. Do you understand that? Well, when he put that there, I said, you ought to say, we good. Because we know pastor loves himself. So if he loves himself, he's capable of loving his members. All right. All right. Lastly, from The Voice, puts it this way. But now faith, hope, and love remain. These three virtues must characterize These, our lives. They must characterize our lives. You want a great life? You better have this. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Yes. I want you to take inventory of yourself. I've I done that slow for a purpose. We got too many people hurting up in the church. Mm -hmm. Start here. Start here. Let me tell you something. Don't expect people to listen to me very careful. You train people how to treat you. If you love yourself and you take care of yourself, people do the same thing. Because Satan knows who doesn't. Guys, how many guys have been in the street at one time in their life? Amen. Amen. Let's, I'm going to talk about me, okay? Y'all cowards, but let me talk about me. Here's how it works. You go in a club, and you walk around the club, and you sit in the corner. That's what a brother's going to do, because you don't sit against the wall. Looking. He's going to not. He sees his sister over here. And she got herself together. And she's, you can see the way she walks, she's got together. Uh, we ain't dealing with her. You see that one set note is a little insecure. Thank you. That's the one to go for. Women, you all know this, because we different here in this church, visitors. You know the truth? You see, when you start loving yourself and, and start taking care of yourself and doing it the same way, they call you a name. You see? Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. And then you can love others. Amen. 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 Every